If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, listeners, and an extra special hey, hi, and hello to all you patrons out there in Patreon world, a.k.a. the Country Club. That's what I've been calling it. Oh, come on, Chicago. I'm going to ignore those Chicago sirens so I could give a couple of shout outs. I think Ben literally just chose some names at random. So we're going to shout those We're going to name every single patron. Our goal is to get 3,000 patrons, and we're going to name all of you. All 3,000. So we're going to start the episode off with these uh, eight first. What's up, Jessica, Raven, Shayla, Rebecca, M, Vanessa, Danielle T, and Danielle Castro. Special shout out to those patrons. And Ben said we're going to get through all, I think right now we have about 1,400 patrons. So we're going to keep pushing, keep listening. Um, Just extra special reminder. Not only do we give away a fantastical, a science fictional book written by uh, an author once a week. Ooh, nope. Once Sometimes a month. written by someone who's not an author. Shut up. I'm tripping. Uh, we will be giving away this. This month's book we'll be giving away is Queen of Bad Dreams by Danny Lore, which we will be discussing in a few weeks. Ben has been doing a really great job mapping out our content because I have been breastfeeding. Yeah. It's awesome. If you're watching this on YouTube, my nipples, tink, 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 punch that. You can punch that right there. Oh, yeah. Are extra tough. I look like Fembot today because I got these milk catchers in. Um, Wiggles' grandmother is watching her in the back of the house as we record this Shout episode. Shout out to grandmas. Shout out to grandma. All this around is Ben's the world. Mom. Shout out to Miss Judy. Um, but yeah, patrons, not only are we going to be just continuing to keep the sci-fi love going, you know, this is a family show now. So we're going to also keep it's updating family. y'all with extra special exclusive content um and ben had this great idea where i should just go back and find every video that ever got me a community guideline yeah. on tiktok and i should just post those in the patreon so yep. slowly but surely i'll start posting those uh once a week and you can sort of maybe we'll debate in the patreon like what got me kicked off a of tiktok this week uh but yeah that's all for the patreon be sure to just keep joining again you could i saw somebody on the patreon Join for 78 cents a month, okay? And guess what? That person is helping the Wallen family, okay? So you can join for a dollar, two dollar, five dollars, or you heard it, 78 cents a month. Uh, Any contribution is a helpful contribution. Now let's get started with the show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Side Under the Believe Podcast Network. It's a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and staying on the same page as a family. Could you please sit up and act like we're doing a show? Sorry. Dang. Put, put a pillow behind your back. Today for episode 84, we will be 
reviewing the second installment of The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray. Uh, those stories were originally written by Walter Mosley. The show is starring... It's a novel. It was a novel written by him, not stories. <sighs> okay, well, why don't, why, why don't you finish what I was going to say there? Go ahead. I was just correcting you. Also, they're not like installments there was just one well, limited series we we, we made them install- right we invented the installment maybe i like the word installment damn okay but it, uh, it gives the impression that they made the installment you know what no, sit we, back we took i should i should have told you for that pillow there sit back again also the top of the show. i wanted to watch Walter the whole Mosley. show in completion i hate breaking up shows to discuss them once again you don't have to nurse wiggles every two hours so it is it's very true. hard for me to sit and watch six I episodes did, straight. I did Nurse Wiggles uh, the night shift. I, I do the night shift. Oh, yeah. Talk, talk to people oh, about... Oh, God. It's the fucking we're gonna worst. We're going to keep this short and sweet because I know we're, I we're hate, parents I now. And what parents shift. do is talk about their kid nonstop. So you, go ahead. You know, Amber Amber said, she's like, don't drink anything bubbly. I'm like, fuck that. So I just went and got like a huge, you know, um, double IPA from half acre which is right near us uh right down the street you can walk to it so and i have a little probiotic here but here's the thing ben because you have a tendency to clear your throat and do all your little right in the mic what are we talking about Exactly. That's why I don't. I told you not to do. But you know what? You're a grown man. You're gonna do what you want to do. You know, Talk it's to like people that, about uh, the night shift. You didn't. You didn't finish telling them about the night shift. Well, I just wanted to say one more thing. There's this band called Super Organism. And they're fantastic, but they do all this like slurping sound. So in their concerts, they have like straws that they slurp and put in the music or like pop open soda cans. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Like sort of progressive kind of music. So that's what I'm doing. I'm like putting podcast progressive music when I... Stop. It's nasty, though. I mean, some people like that ASMR with by the mouth and stuff, but you like it for me. No, I don't. I actually don't. Why you, you like to be funny? when I kiss you? Talk about the night shift. Oh yeah, the night shift. Yes, the night shift. Why do you uh, hate last it? Night. What is it? It's tiring. I mean, I'm tired as fuck, and then I wake up at six a.m. and and I have started to feel really motivated to work for you. Wait, people don't even know what night shift you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, so when the baby cries, I get up and feed her. In the night. In the night. So what happens is I, I nurse her. I breastfeed her all, all day. All day. Yep. I catch milk from the breastfeeds. 14 hours, 16 hours. Yep. And then you feed her the milk at night. Seven to eight hours. And just yeah. to be clear, you ain't been taking the night shift every night. You took the night yeah, shift last night. I did. I mean, I've been doing it more so than not. Wiggles likes you better at night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's do a quick check-in. That was a quick check-in, but what was what was How yesterday, was your, uh, Ben? First Mother's Day, Amber. Did I do well? My first Mother's Day has been great so far, and I say that because there's another installment coming. Yeah. You know, I like the word installment. So there, Mother's Day for me, my very first one, Ben made extra special. Thanks to y'all and the Patreon. Yeah, no, for real, though. Yeah. So... It was in three installments. So you're, you're going to tell me in a second uh, what the patrons told you to do. So installment one was a lovely dinner at a Mediterranean restaurant called Avec. If you're ever in Chicago, A-V-E-C, please go check out Avec. Amazing Mediterranean Except food. Except I did something very bad of me, which was there's two locations. Oh, of course. Of course. I made the reservation for the one in River North. But of course, we drove to the one in West Loop. So... 
two different parts of the town that I fucked up on. I, it was just so classic of me. And they're yeah. like, oh, we'll still fit you in. I was it like, wouldn't Thank be you, you if it was some. It wasn't some goofy about it, and then, so that was the first installment. The second installment today, you sent me to one of my favorite spas in Chicago, and I yeah. only go to the spa for big things. Like the last thing, the last time I went to um, Al U is maybe how it's pronounced. It's spelled like A L L Y U Spa. The last time I went there, I was getting a facial the week of my wedding. So the fact that you made. An appointment for myself yeah. and your mother. We had a really good time at the spa today. They just treated us like royalty. And in the third installment, well, and and it's so expensive. Like with that money, you pro- like I probably could afford it to like get my tubes tied. It was so expensive. Well, you would get a vasectomy, right? You would I get mean, your, you would get your shit cut. It's the same thing. Tied and cut. Those are two different actions. I know, but it, the results are the same. You can't have any more kids. I heard. Vasectomies are reversible, though. Yeah. So it's can, not can you, can technically you, the same thing. Can you untie your tubes? I don't think you can. Uh, or or maybe it's uh, the success rate is like, you can probably untie them, but will, the, f- will the egg I go through them? I feel like knows? there's podcasts that actually know about this stuff, and this is not the one. Well, I was about to move on to the third installment. Oh, yeah. before third you... installment is actually the patrons gave me this idea. They're like, oh. oh. See, you just did it. <clears throat> go ahead go ahead keep going i love you the third one is i hired someone to clean so that was cool like someone and clean and organize but i also and very ben-esque i also made it the same day in which i was have like i have to have a bone graft for my tooth so i'm going to be like out of commission and like in so much pain so definitely look forward to that fucking hate the dentist well that person um was a part of our declutter experience which is amazing and she was really helpful she's coming tomorrow to deep clean for four hours so i'm very excited i just you know both of our mothers have been helping us with the babe but there's there's something different about organizing and deep cleaning so i'm just very grateful to the patrons and to you for for booking that experience and also this person i asked them about like getting i was like hey can you help me buy baby safe cleaning supplies and she was like really good on when she came over to help us reorganize sort of think of like the the home room edit like the netflix show this is what these Mm -hmm. people do and they're fantastic but they they teach you all these like little shortcuts and stuff of maintaining your house because you know i'm as cluttery as like a pig and as sloppy as a You've man. You've been throwing stuff away lately that we actually use. I'm like, I literally wore those PJs yesterday. Why are you tossing them? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm j- I'm just feeling like the need to get rid of my own skin. Oh, why? Just just you're, you're, to clear you're... out everything. I want I want yeah. nothing left. I want to be able to just walk out of a house and realize that I got everything I need with me. Yeah, and those 20 library books over there. Well, I'm working through them, so. And, well, today you also decided that you were going to go buy a new nursing chair for the nursery, which I'm not even requesting. I I like to nurse from the couch or the bed. Uh, It's less of a nursing chair, more of a chair to get away from my family when I need some alone time to read. Did you purchase that chair? I did. Because I wasn't a part of that I did, Uh, which patrons sound off. Is it appropriate to buy furniture without, like, another person's input? So I, I another another person. Did yeah, you just like call me another person? Yeah, like without your roommate's input. Your roommate? Yeah, you're my roommate. 
and my boss and and my partner my domestic partner <laughs> and the, and the mother of my child right i'm a couple of things yeah, more than your roommate, roommate you're is having one sex of them. with your roommate yes, I'm ha- you and had my a boss. baby with your roommate and you have and you're sleeping with your boss yes you're my boss too we'd love to see it um this show i promise y'all is about some incredible things namely black science fiction and fantasy which we typically get to at this point the second half of our show but I know we ask y'all to do lots of things all the time, right? We are very needy whores. So the first thing you do, what'd you do? You join the Patreon. We love to see it. But maybe you say, you know what, Amber? I can't help you with that. You know what, Ben? I love y'all, but I ain't got it right now. And that's okay, beloved. But what can they get, Ben? They can write a podcast review. Where can they write it, Ben? They could write it at Apple Podcasts, the Sci-Fi Sci, and we have it all inside the links and all that stuff. You know, and so what we're gonna do is read. Let's see, one, two reviews that we got. Ben, something tells me that we read these two last week. Did we? We did. Did we really? I vividly remember reading these two last week because I remember Tanana Reeve do and Roses, Roses, Roses being here. All right, hold, please. We're gonna find another. <laughs> But you know what? I'm not even pausing it. Let me go. Um, this is the wrong computer for this. Ben, stall. Stall, Ben. No, this I, is a show. I got it. Just stall, Ben. You're doing great. Stall. Because I know we got some uh some reviews. See, I'm looking at new reviews right here. I'm looking at new reviews right here. Okay, this one, great. I got one. Here's one from Francesca. Great podcast. Found out about you guys through Instagram and saw you had a podcast. I've been looking for something to listen to while I work, and I listened to the most recent episode, episode 83. I loved it immediately, and I love y'all's dynamic. Everything you discussed was enlightening, and it's nice to hear people talk about different issues, especially those revolving around race, without shying away from certain topics that make some people uncomfortable. I know for sure I'll listen to the rest, and I hope you continue to enjoy what you do. Oh, Francesca. That was really sweet. Thank you. Not only was that really nice, it was recent. See, thankfully, we weren't embarrassed and didn't have any uh, podcast ratings in the queue. Here's another one from Nick Lowe 5. This is amazing. This is amazing. I first found out about Amber and Ben on TikTok. I was a recent transplant to Chicago in August 2020. Oh, welcome to the city. And watching them felt like I had friends in the city. You are our friends. I've always been into sci-fi and purposely went out of my way to read black and brown authors because of the level of depth I was searching for within these stories. Hearing Amber's thoughts about entering into the sci-fi genre resonated with me because of the lack of representation. You guys are so entertaining, funny, and vulnerable. You know, and Ben has a joke every now and then as well. I want to see y'all grow. Keep up the amazing work. Listen, you heard it here first, yeah. folks. The people love us. That's Even awesome. though sometimes we don't update our outlines. It's it's enduring, though. Because you know what? We we can't keep cutting out mistakes. People make mistakes, man. Yeah, that's part of we the, are the, mistakes. Uh, the appeal. We are a mistake. We're just one big apology. One big apology. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm not an apology, but I'm, I, maybe I'm a mistake, but maybe you're an apology. Uh, what? Sure. One of my favorite quotes from uh, Tiffany Pollard, you know, from Flavor Flav, New York, a.k.a. New York. She, I think they were trying to get her to apologize about something. And she was like, I don't apologize because, you know, I don't make mistakes. 
<laughs> it was what a it egotistical was so person. I can't stand people I love who are it. not no, I love it. willing to admit that they make mistakes and fuck up. Yeah, you but can't. she wouldn't have been as successful as she is if she just apologized and rolled over. You know also, what I'm also, we've talked about this before that when I admit I make a mistake, I sort of am seen as like vulnerable or I'm seen as someone who is you know, um, flexible, but when a black woman admits that they make a mistake, they're seen as incompetent and right. as seen as, you know, less than or seen as unworthy. And so where I, I make a mistake and I'm seen as humble if I can ad- admit it. So there's also this gendered uh, racist aspect going on. Right. So is it her ego or is it that? I think both. Like you, you they don't have to be mutually exclusive, right? Do I apologize well when I make mistakes, man? Yeah, I mean, sometimes. Role play me apologizing for something well, I did. Well, earlier this week, you know, I had to call you out some stuff, and you sort of... You had you, to call me out? Yeah, I did, what'd and you, you felt... What did you call me you, out about? I, you know, I forgot, because I'd forgive and forget with me, but you felt as if that you were like this great grand mistake because I called you out. I'm like, no, no, no. Like we all make mistakes. I just knew you needed to like call you what out. What was the mistake, Ben? I honestly don't remember. Cause it didn't happen. Okay. Maybe I honestly forgot, but I remember the feeling you had and you're like, you know, you felt like him. I think you asked the question, like, do you not like me as, you know, as a partner? I was like, what? Like, no, I'm just calling you out because you did something stupid. I don't remember any of that happening. Yeah, I mean, you were like wallowing <laughs> in the bed and like watching this challenge. Man, I got pregnancy hormones going. I've been crying all week. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I thought we were pregnant. You're supposed to be crying next to me. I didn't cry today yet. The day is young, though. And I was, you know, we've been looking back through the labor footage, so I thought I was yeah. going to cry, and I, thought, I didn't. I thought you were going to cry, too. Well, you you did this thing where I'm a, I'm in the room nursing. You know, I'm in the room. Let me talk to the audience, right, on YouTube and TikTok. I'm in the room nursing. And have you ever been in one room and then heard yourself in another room? Which I get. You know, sometimes we'll be replaying content. So I am hearing myself screaming loudly in another yeah. room while I'm in one room. And so I was like, what? Why? And I was like, oh my gosh, Ben's probably looking through that labor footage where I was just wailing for hours and on end. But we actually found some funny footage, which we posted in the Patreon. So give give yeah. that a whirl when you can. So one of my projects as being your employee <laughs> is that I have to go through footage for the documentary that we raised for Kickstarter and then send this footage to our editor and sort of storyboard some of the content that we're going to do. We're going to create a whole narrative. And then the other thing is like a posting songs or funny things on Patreon and then some occasionally putting a TikTok. So I should have had headphones on when I was sort of editing and going through some of the footage. So I apologize yeah. for that. No, it's not a big deal. I, I was taken aback for a second. But then I was yeah. like, I would like to look at these with you. And it was yeah. actually really nice. It was endearing. And then it made me want to share. Um, lastly, before we legit talk about the show last week what did we talk about Bia? we talked about tattoos on babies N- okay on 16 year olds yeah, and the like face yes. tattoos face tats shawty and we asked the patrons if someone is a 16 year old and they come home if you have a 16 year old who wants to come home and get a face tattoo 
What is your response? Now, we had a lot of people vote, like, absolutely not. They can get it somewhere else, but not the face. But we did have some people say, like, you know, if it's their body, like, maybe let them decide. So I wanted to pull these two responses that I really enjoyed. This one's from Ashley. Ashley says, I definitely would want to support them to express their autonomy, but I think a face tattoo is a big decision, and that will require a lot of consideration, I th- I would think. But maybe there's some kind of small, relatively innocuous version of a face tattoo I could entertain. I can't really imagine it myself, but maybe it exists. I don't know. And then Aqua for short writes, yes, I would, like as in let them give this, but they would have to do an essay on what this tattoo meant to them and also the challenges they could face with this tattoo oh that's that's a good answer i like that do you like did you ever have to write a paper about something growing up about why i wanted this or that mm-hmm. type of thing or just like did you ever have to basically have like a homework assignment yeah like you're in your home i mean well you were homeschooled but yeah so yeah. i remember one time i wanted a pokemon shirt and there was like the words on it that said like you got the power and my dad was unsure if i should get it because he's like you know only jesus christ has the power mm. And so I sort of explained, <laughs> like, like no, it's, it's a different kind of power. It's like Pokemon power. It's not talking about spiritual power. I feel so, like your mom's at the back. Like what was yeah. said about my man? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So had to do stuff like that. Did you get you know? the shirt? Yeah. I ended up getting the, the shirt. Yeah. It was like the biggest shirt. I wore that shirt until there was like holes in it. I loved it. I'm sure you did. I loved it so much. I remember having to do things like that as a repercussion of something else. Like I did something wrong. Now I need to write like a five paragraph essay atoning for the thing I did wrong. But hmm, I'm not sure. I think I've never wanted something as bad as a face tattoo. It like, I, I never wanted something that high stakes where my mom would need me to do that. But she was definitely a, write a full paragraph essay if y'all trying to go to the pool this summer you know like the community pool like she didn't even own the pool it was just her like taking us up to the pool i know right especially because you know some summers what the what the the community pool would do is they would accept all a's if you oh for for free free entry right so if aaron or somebody didn't have all a's you know i had all a's and aaron might have had a couple b's or so she would be like you need to write a paper because i'm gonna have to pay the 50 cents or whatever yeah for you to get in but you know that's good parenting baby i'm trying to remember i'm remembering now why we had this conversation but part of it having to do with ptolemy gray and his decision to basically sell his body to science for money Mm mm-hmm and also this idea of having autonomy over your body to the point in which if you are suffering enough, you have the right to uh, uh, kill yourself. Yes. Right? We started and there. Now, we started yeah, yeah. We dark, started there and, and then, we got to tattoos. So like got, Alzheimer's, right. assisted suicide, tattooing your face. Right. Thank you for making that connection. Yeah. You want to take a quick break before we yeah. get into uh, oh, yeah. episodes four through six? Yep. Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good. Through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves, to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. 
That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and it focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight users finished the program and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe. All right, and we're back. Amber took a poop. Yeah. <laughs> you were taking that medicine, like the medicine, medication for the pooping, right? Could you please? All right. So, <laughs> Tommy Gray, the last three episodes, the fourth episode sort of stops where Ptolemy, who's been suffering from Alzheimer's, has now fully started taking the medication, and he's starting to remember all these things from his past. And one of the things he remembers is that his father figure gave him this like crazy, incredible treasure, and now he's remembered where he's placed it. Mm-hmm. And that treasure are mm. these doubloons, like these old coins. It's very, very beautiful. And sort of like with all of our shows, we try... <laughs> and valuable. And that, valuable. That like $50,000 for one of them. But And some of them, millions yeah, of yeah. dollars. And so he has a bunch of these kinds of coins, and some of them worth up to like $17.1 million. So sort of like everything we discuss, you don't have to watch the show or read the book to sort of understand. So we're going to sort of talk about this in sort of a larger structure. that We will have spoilers with everything. But yeah, let's just start with our first impressions of the second half because I thought it was way better. I think Samuel L. Jackson showed his chops as almost a a playwright or a theater actor Mm -hmm. like at one point the structure of this is like a greek tragedy yeah i started to realize even to the point where ptolemy is having these flashbacks and the people are talking to him are essentially the chorus of a tragedy of a greek tragedy Mm -hmm. we are the muses yeah sort of and so for those who don't know what a chorus of the arts and proclaimers of heroes i I think if i just say that they know what that what you're talking about yeah so in let me nerd out a little bit in greek theater you had the chorus standing off to the side giving commentary and so a great common example of that is the muses and Hercules. They are the chorus, but it's a very official the term. Gladiator. Hercules. Oh, took it low there. Okay. Yes, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a decision that was just made. Go it, ahead. Keep the going. Other, the other thing about Greek tragedies as well is this whole idea about fate, right? And there's this fantastic line where Ptolemy is having this conversation about how we are all inside this stream and we just go where the stream takes us. And it's very clear, right, that Ptolemy knows who the, discovers pretty early who kills his his, uh, nephew, right? And we know that Ptolemy is going to kill the murderer of his nephew. And it's it's so clear, there's not a lot of mystery to it, but the way they show it and the way he sort of, internalizes that decision and the way he sort of brings Robin into this relationship 
to take over all his money is so beautifully done, right? There's not as much mystery as I thought there was going to be, but the acting and the relationship between Robin and Ptolemy and Ptolemy with his past, I found way more compelling than any mystery. I agree. They did a great job building the suspense so that we're not worried about like the what, but the how when it came to... It's like, okay, well, we know he's going to get murdered, but how is Ptolemy going to pull this off? Is this going to be a murder-suicide? I think was a big question on all of our minds because, you know, in four weeks, he's going to be worse off and better off. So is he going to decide, like, am I taking this life? It it, it was just, it was was two lives or one. Kill himself. Well, that's what I was thinking the whole time, right? No, yeah, exactly. I think that's something that they definitely wanted us to consider. Uh, so yeah, I I think that this whole idea of um, revenge is a big part of the final couple of episodes. And what do you do to go through revenge? Oh, for sure. One of the things I loved is how memory works. Again, this is so much about memory and what memories are real, what memories are not real. And sort of a running um, memory is that Ptolemy keeps on remembering his friend his little girlfriend Maud burning up in a fire but then he says I actually went and saved her and she didn't burn up in a fire and you're not really sure did she burn in the fire or did she not burn in the fire yeah right do you remember do you remember that like he he shares to Robin oh my little my you know my friend Maud I went and, and saved her yeah I think they are playing with this not only is he losing memory but he's misremembering things And I think going back to you saying this is a story of revenge and things like that, I, I, I agree with that, but there's another level where I think this is a more of a story of like, what happens, what does it mean to have nothing to lose? Mm. Yeah. When you're like, Oh, I, and he says that at one point. He yeah. says that he says that to the guy who who murdered his nephews. Like I'm an old man. I have nothing to lose. It's it's so it really feels like it's less about revenge and more about it's like I can write these wrongs because once I lose my memory, I I don't really have anything else. So let me go ahead and assign all of my riches to people that actually care about me, like legitimately good people. I and it's so interesting that our our memory is that valuable and once we lose it it's like i really don't care about what happens to me after this there's there's a yeah a, a fog of that in the story as so, well so one of my favorite short stories by ted chang it's called the truth of fact the truth of feelings and when i started reading it to you and essentially it's about this technology 30 years in the future that records every waking moment of your life. Mm-hmm. And then there's a program that you can download that says, hey, recall the time you know I recorded a podcast with Amber on Ptolemy Gray. It's and so called Alexa. She it's called Alexa. She can do that. <laughs> and so you can go back. But you know, in classic Ted Chang kind of way, he sort of extrapolates these like, big questions from this very individual story and spoiler alert for this story basically this father misremembers this intense uh debate or no fight that he has with his daughter because um you know their family is split because this man's wife leaves them to go travel the world 
and he remembers his daughter saying to him, you know, you're the reason why mom left. And then he gets this new technology, goes back, remembers, and sees it playing in his mind. But actually what happened is he told his daughter, you're the reason why my wife left me. Mm, when he remembered it. Yeah, what, but when he, he didn't know the when he played the memory back. Mm. He remembered it in a different way. And that is how memory works. And this show does a beautiful job showing how confusing our memories can be. Not only for people suffering from Alzheimer's, but really but for... But when people have ideas, and then those ideas might become lucrative, and then later they think it was their idea. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, absolutely. Because I feel like sometimes that happens with us. You know, I, I'll share an idea with you about something, and then it'll pop off, and then you'll be like, remember when I had this idea for this podcast and i'm like oh that was your idea right well that's that's what that's what ted Chang is getting to is that we do this as people without alzheimer's right right? and that's what i think walter mosley is also getting to because we do right um uh uh who is it um his his niece his niece tommy's niece is remembering that she took care of Ptolemy, but in actuality, she didn't take care of Ptolemy, right? She left him to clutter everything, right? There's, yes. this, there's this confusion of uh, memory and responsibility. Right. That is, it's like, I thought I paid that parking ticket. I didn't. Right. I feel like this has become more about me and less about Ptolemy. I'm not talking about anybody specifically. <laughs> ben, don't, don't you think sometimes you feel like you remember doing things that you didn't? So something the other thing that this this show explores is like, how do you deal with schisms in families? I'm sorry? Schisms, you know, splits within families (laughs) when there's big problems. You almost choked on that word Schisms. Spell it. Schism. S-C-H-I-S-M. Use it in a sentence. Yeah, the schism between the East and West church. Uh, created the Eastern Orthodoxy movement and then the Western, you know, Catholic. That, how did that help define the damn word? Then. Yeah, it's like a split. It's like when we ha- we have a schism all every fucking week. <sighs> okay, that was a better sentence to use it in. I, I get it now. Keep continue. It's, it's a it's a fundamental split on a theological or a philosophical mindset. We have one of those every week. Every week. Okay. We are splitting it at the seams. Continue. Which is why we have therapy on Thursday. We do. Yeah, I'm very excited. I didn't know we were going to be discussing uh, psychological and the- theological <laughs> schisms in our marriage, but sh- add it to the list, I suppose. <laughs> I thought we were going to be discussing like how to be new great parents and shit like that. but Absolutely. And making sure to, we get on the same page. Also, this is a quick plug. Everybody go get therapy. It's great. We, yeah, we really sure. enjoy premarital therapy, and now we're going to... Post, nothing's wrong. Post-marital. Nothing's this wrong. Everything's horrible right now, so we're just... <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the kidding. thing. is like when you're feeling good, that's when you should go to therapy. I agree. If, you've, if you go to therapy when things are not doing well, you've waited too fucking long. Yeah, we're we're really going to go in there and talk about how Ben's going to cope, you know, not being with the queen for the next six weeks, you know, because that's you hard. You know, I'm I'm a mess down there, so. Oh, oh, but I am with the queen. You are with the queen. I'm with you. You are right. with me. But I'm not with the queen of the pussy. <laughs> I'm not with queen pussy. 
I'm not okay. I'm My mother's kidding. in the other room. And she's gonna be like, "What Speaking, was y'all's podcast uh, about?" One I of the themes. One of the themes they explore is their relationships with older men and younger women. Because I am an older man, you, you are, are a younger woman. You are a ripe thirty-two, I'm and, a, and you're ripe a thirty-one. Simple thirty-one. Uh, Oh my gosh. That cringy scene. There's a really cringy scene here. Yes, that really talk about fits. that. And then I'll talk about one of my earliest boyfriends and how he was much older than me. Oh, really? How much older? Well, not much. So he was three years older than me, but I was 15 and he was 18. Yeah, that's right. You rape. see how that's cringy? Yeah, it's right. Well, we didn't have sex. But it would have been. Right. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Keep going. So let, let, well, let that marinate okay, with the so, people. So there's this whole, like, okay, Robin is this young woman. She's, like, 18, and she's come in to take care of Ptolemy. I think she's 17. And she's sort of sent there by Ptolemy's uh, niece, because Ptolemy's niece doesn't want to take care of him, essentially. Who is ironically named Nisi. Nisi. (laughs) And eventually Nisi, once Ptolemy is completely unable to make sense of the world, she fights to get... Ptolemy's wealth and it becomes this whole thing. Anyway, tries to get social not, services to take care of him. Not yeah, not not like it, it. It is interesting to see that. Not as compelling though is that this very strange relationship between Robin and Ptolemy because Robin at one point says, "You know, if you were younger, Ptolemy, and I was older, we could have been together." And you're sort of like, "Oh, but it, it was a weird moment for everybody. it was." But I think it felt. It, it felt, felt like something in a character. Young child would say. Yeah, it mm-hmm. felt in character for what Robin would say, and and Ptolemy does end up leaving all his fortune to Robin as the caretaker, and you know Ptolemy's family fights this right, and you know up I, until I can, that point I, it did feel very like this is my uncle, this is my grandpa, yeah, this she, is a father figure I uncle. never had. Right, and then when she said that, I think Ben and I both were like, oh, no. Well, and I think it brings up this point that some people, you know, think is that with any relationship between someone of the opposite sex, there is sexual tension. Hmm. And I think the argument could be made that between any relationship with anyone, because we know sexuality is an entire, you know, spectrum there is sexual tension and you can, and i'm talking about you know the straightest of the straight bros who slap each other's butts in the locker rooms there's a level of sexual tension there that any relationship anywhere there's sexual tension of some sort you know <laughs> that is a bold statement yeah we're talking I know, about but like incest and everything incest and all of it but i think it's something to consider if you're tr- if you're human and you're trying to get to the matter of like what it means to be human, anyway, yeah, I think yeah. I think maybe this this story is exploring that a little bit. Yeah. So it was it was realistic, but it was definitely off putting when it happened. So have you ever dated an older woman? Yeah, I dated someone a or year, a significantly a year. younger woman. I dated someone a year older than me. <laughs> Sorry. You keep and then when I was twenty three, I dated someone who was twenty. Ooh, scandalous. Yeah. Scandalous, right? Why were you into younger women? How do you respond to uh, being with younger women and girls? And girls? Uh, I don't know if I would say girls. Answer the question. I'd, He's uh, backpedaling, Your Honor. I did make out with an older man who was like 20 years older than me. 20 years your senior. Yeah. Well, how old were you? 
you know, in my 20s. Uh, so many I mean, 40s. it's not illegal. It's not. No. I think it's also like in like I mean, 40, you gay know. culture. It's a little bit different. You know, honestly, also like, I don't know, 40 is, <laughs> I'm closer to 40 than I'm 40, 20 now. So 40 is, isn't this like scary is, person in the closet or like, not, nah, I didn't mean to say in the closet because they're gay. I meant like, just like an older <laughs> like person. I know that was horribly timed. Isn't like the boogeyman. Is, is what I meant to say. Like Monsters Inc. Like a forty year old is like a young, a pretty young thing at this point. So it's I don't know. I don't I don't think twenty and forty is that bad. No, it's, it's was it not. a good kiss? Was it memorable? I mean I'm I remember it, so Yeah. What was his name? Uh, say that, his name. That, that I don't say remember. Say his name that on I this show. I don't remember and it doesn't matter. So True. So like I was saying I remember where it was. It was at the Granville Anvil. Oh. You think he's still there waiting for you? He's probably still drinking. Because you got, you got some nice kisses. I do, yeah. Mostly, I like do this fish thing with my mouth. Oh, okay. Well, like I said, when I was a freshman in high school, for whatever reason, I thought it would be a cool idea to date this senior, obviously. It was all his idea. He was probably, you know, saw me coming. Orientation was like, that'll be easy, right? Was it? It was easy to, like, woo me and write me letters and buy me flowers. He he bought me tons of flowers and things like that, but we never had sex. And he was definitely cheating on me the entire time because this girl, her name was Keandra. She was constantly like... You know he wants me. He was eating my pussy two weeks ago. And, you know, I'm 15, so I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. You didn't realize that until you were like, until you met me, right? <laughs> Not true. I didn't realize it could be good until I met you. Oh. That was nice, right? I didn't need that for my yeah. fragile ego. But I, I remember thinking, like, is that something I should be mad about? Like, what is he... Well, because the word eating is so aggressive for, like, cuddlingus, you know? I was like, what is being eaten on a woman's body? I remember thinking about that when I was just, like, a freshman in a class. I was like, should they be eating parts of me? And then later, don't look at me like that. But, because, <laughs> like, why is it called that? Like, when, because it made sense to me when somebody's, like, it's like chomping, sucking on a dick. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, that's very, it is, you know, your poor mother who's in the back of the house. Like, what is happening up there? Sucking on a penis is the actual act. You know so, what I'm saying? So fl- eating a flip vagina the script mean- a little bit. What responsibility <laughs> do you feel for the black community? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> if any. What responsibility do I feel for the black community? Yeah, so a big theme okay. of this is Ptolemy. Right, yeah. That with was... all this treasure, his father figure, Koi Dog, says, like, you need to use this treasure to support the black community. And this whole idea right. of, like, using your wealth to raise up the black community. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can Cunnilingus be used to raise up a community? I think, Yeah. <laughs> If if done with, you know, skill and intent, yes, anything. I You know, as much as we all try to, as much as everybody seeks to be seen as an individual 
with tons of different things myself included it's like as a black person you know i wake up like every single day so there is this like inherent um presence and mantra and uh responsibility that you feel to do something well for me in any way and the way i was raised to do something productive that will later contribute to the black community obviously you know every day i wake up married to you is a step in the wrong direction but I am, you know, just like in general thinking about the way that I interact with people and give advice to people and even the way I love myself and allow myself to experience pleasure and new things, I think is helping the black community move forward. And I don't know. Damn. Right? Yeah. I think like, that's an excellent note to end me on. Me as, yeah, just talk, me freely talking about cunnilingus when, like, I don't know, black women have been, like, we, as as young girls, like I said last week, we're seen as, like, super promiscuous. So then we go, like, the full other end of the spectrum where we're like, I don't do any of that. I don't masturbate. I don't talk about it. I don't, I, I keep it all to myself. And then mm. now I'm sort of, like, third waving it. Now I'm I'm feeling a lot more freedom in talking to people about like different sex toys and wanting different. Ex- I was just talking to somebody the other day about like what new sex toys are you trying out, which is a conversation I feel like I never would have had mm. with another black woman like 20 yeah. years ago. So Heck I hope yeah. I'm, you know, we're all trying to play our parts, but and th- it's never too late too, to to it, and that's of course. I think that's what this show gets to. Yes, is that Ptolemy. Um, at one point we discover that he had a daughter who he treated terribly. Yes. And now, now he gets his second chance with this new therapy that reverses his Alzheimer's, you know, momentarily he is able to make amends and not everyone gets that. And he really sees this as an opportunity in this case for him to raise up and support this young black woman, Robin. Yeah. And I mean, that's what the story is about. Right. And it's just like, I and this overwhelming sense. I, I love that the story was also set in Atlanta, which is very communal and very, you know, Atlanta's very much in many ways like a black mecca. So I think just like a, a an inherent part of black culture is community, and like even here in Chicago, where we don't really have a lot of family, like there are tons of black women I can lean on for support, and lots of other amazing moms and women as well. But just this inherent sense of like, if I need a babysitter, I know fifteen black girls I can call right now that will help me with Wild, and I would do the same for them. So there's like a responsibility that I'm proud to be a part of this fabric or something. And, and I feel like, you know, not to try to like rope you into that, but you, I feel like you seek out those communities in different ways, not like just the black community, but like your sci-fi community, like you, you are the person that like hearing you say something like, I feel like science fiction is going to change the world is like, what? And now that I'm committed to doing this podcast with you, I was like, Oh, I think I know what he's talking about now. You know? Yeah. Like, for example, one of the, what we're going to cover next week, basically, we're reading a short story mm-hmm. collection, very short story collection, but in it is this very bizarre experience that mm-hmm. deals with the Middle Passage and yeah. deals with the transatlantic slave trade that yeah. is, I think, like, we were 
both immediately pulled into this story. This story um, is so good. So, but but I think again, coming back to the power of science fiction and what I love about this, the you know, the last days of Ptolemy Gray is that it's science fiction. There is no it, cure for Alzheimer's. Right. But when there is, these are the questions it's going to bring up. Yeah. The last days of Ptolemy Gray is a preparation of what's going to happen when someone who's suffering from dementia can, you know, receive their memory back. Like, right. I mean, come on. That's like, that is science fiction. That is, and it's and that's the happen. beauty of it. And it is. Yeah. I mean, there's a level of our phones doing stuff like that already. Just yep. like remembering our schedules or typing in. I mean, it's more probably like mind control, but you know, your phone remembers even sort of like certain words you use frequently on autocorrect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> My mom was telling me about how that got one of her white coworkers in trouble at work because she like accidentally typed the N word to like a big group or whatever. My mom was like, yeah, but does it autocorrect fill like, in the re- words that you've been that, using? Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she probably used it. <laughs> right. Nah, she did. But just, but just things like that, it's going to be like as as our memory starts to fade our phones are going to do that little like facebook memory popping up and showing old words and phrases and whatever whereas like you know Ptolemy has to sort of dig deep down but if if my memory started to fade like th- god forbid think about how much footage you would have to show me yeah. like every yeah. single day and and how one day that's just going to be like you can upload this here when your memory goes yeah yeah i like that's really close to being made right Yes. Needle in a time yes, stack vibes. Yeah, yes and no. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know because you can show someone a picture or an image, but that may or may not jar their memory, right? So I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know enough about Alzheimer's to sort of explore that question, but it is a lingering question that I do have. How much can our technology now support us in memory retainment or, or you know, addressing Alzheimer's? One thing I do know is that playing certain kinds of video games, um, open world video games, or doing mathematics, or doing crossword puzzles, that those kinds of things can help with um, memory. But like role-playing, which is a f- sort of speculative activity, can help with memory retainment, like acting and playing video games, which I find absolutely fascinating. I did not know that. Yeah. I could see like brain teasers and word puzzles and yeah. things like that helping with memory, but I didn't know about the video games. What you looking up? I'm typing video games and Alzheimer's. While I do what? (laughs) The show goes on, party people. Um, Yeah, so new research, this is from uh, UCFS, uh, uh, suggests that time spent in virtual reality through a video game could help older people restore their memory into better shape. Yeah, I remember. Better shape. So this is, They're treading lightly with that. Yeah. Uh, University of California, California, San Francisco. I remember okay. learning about this and being like, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. Because uh, Terry Pratchett, who, you know, unfortunately passed due to, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, he he played a lot of Skyrim. So, oh, yeah. Keep that link open so I can um, drop it in the show yeah, notes. Absolutely. I remember it. I read this a while ago. But yeah, it's time to, what do you say, Amber? It's time to. You know what, Ben? I think it is time for us to 
go love on wiggles oh yeah i warp gave her up. warp gave, up the show i will but i gave her a bath while you were out today and she was screaming bloody murder they could hear her ass in schomburg i was like the water's warm Sh- schomburg for those not from chicago is like a wealthy white suburb like you know suburban place a suburb that's what they call a suburban place oh Right. <laughs> I think they understood. You could, they could hear her. She was screaming for her life. So, um, I'll say, patrons, as we close, if you have any tips for uh, bathing newborns where they're not screaming like they're being killed, uh, please drop those. That's going to be our patrons have a point. It has nothing to do with the content. That's just a little something for me. With that being said, Ben, why don't you warp up the show? Well, y'all, thank you for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Sci. Up next, uh, we'll be discussing No, that's my part. Oh. Your part is the reason why or why not to oh, yeah. watch Ptolemy Gray. Oh, you, be, you be stealing you my stuff. Wa- watch the last days of Ptolemy Gray. It's fantastic. It really, it, and, and it will ask questions of you that you or someone you know will have to think about in the future. I guarantee, right? Because there are people, we get old, our memories start to fade. And this, I think this show is a way of dealing with that future. Thanks, Ben. And I'm going to let you chime in here as well. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. Up next, as Ben mentioned, we'll be discussing the short story collection by Tania Johnson. That collection is called Broken Fevers. Now, Ben, talk to them a little bit about their homework. Yeah, so you don't have to read this book, right? Everything we cover, you don't have to read it. You don't have to buy it. Uh, We'll cover things. We'll cover the themes from it. But if you like it, go ahead and buy it. This is a very short uh, short story collection. It's like 120 pages. Pages. Mm. (laughs) uh, Pages are people from... So, uh, from so we'll, we'll be discussing lots of things, both related to the book, related to Queen of the Pussy, you know, lots of different things. <laughs> and y'all wish Ben luck is with his tooth extraction. Oh, yeah. You know he don't be brushing his teeth right. We love him. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.